You're listening to the Boise Talks podcast, a podcast about faith, life, mission, and other stuff, with your host, Adam Boyce. Welcome back to the second part of my conversation with Ollie King Jim Sherwood. The conversation did go on and on and on, so we've split it into two parts, and I'm not going to go on and on and on introducing it, so. Here goes the second part to our conversation. So, bruv, tell me, how did you go from being out there knocking doors yeah. for a company with a guy called um, Glory, who used to be called Killer? Yeah. Hey, praise the Lord. He's had a name and a heart change. But <laughs> yeah. How did you go from knocking doors for the world to knocking doors for God's kingdom? Yeah, so, bruv, like, I mean, I loved knocking doors at that time. I loved uh, the job that I was in. But coming to Christ, I had like a real excitement for the Lord. And um, I just really, I really just wanted to just have more time being with Jesus. And Glory would go to church on Wednesday evenings and he'd have like uh, home groups in the week and, you know, be there on Sunday. And I'd be there on Sunday. But then for the rest of the week, I'd be getting home like 10 o'clock usually and working like throughout the day from I don't know, like 9am till 10pm sort of time. And I just thought, you know what, like, I just really want to be with the Lord. I just want to spend time with the Lord. And so the rapper who I'd met through Instagram, who who had messaged me saying he wanted to meet up, he rings me up and tells me about this opportunity at London City Mission, where they're training people to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I had been praying at this point, like saying, Lord, I want to talk to people about Jesus. I want to um, I want to talk to people about Jesus. And, I, and I'm specifically, at the time, I wanted to do youth work. Mm-hmm. And so he calls me up, tells me about London City Mission. And uh, had, had you heard of London City Mission before this point? I've never heard of London City Mission in my life, but I'd only just heard about Jesus. Well, yeah, true, true. <laughs> you know, um, so so uh, yeah, I, I'm right at the early stages here. And so, so how, how, long, how long had you been? Um, just to paint the picture, how long had you been? How long had you been a Christian up until this point? Oh man, Ugh. when he had rang me. It would it would have been about four months, and when I joined London City Mission, it would have been about seven months, six seven months. So wait, so four months in, you you've got this something inside of you that's making you you know you God is calling you. Maybe you've you've taken a like me, it's taken years to kind of work out this calling, but you know God is is calling you to share this good news. By the sounds of it, it's not you don't want to be knocking doors anymore for this company selling stuff. You want to be knocking doors by the sounds of it spending more time built trying to build God's kingdom but how how did you get from what what did the program look like so what what is this thing that he's phoned you and said to you oh there's this opportunity what did you learn about it and and what made that particular opportunity seem appealing to you well yeah let me answer the latter question first Mm. of what made appealing to me because basically the strange thing is I was just I got introduced into evangelism straight away as a Christian Right. You know, when I went to church with Glory, like after being there, like, well, I come to realise that on like 
uh, I think it was for the first or the last Sunday of every month, they'd go out and evangelize, right? They'd go out evangelizing for those who might be listening, don't know what it is, is basically talking to people about Jesus. <laughs> they'd go out on the high street and they'd be talking to people about Jesus. And I'd be creeping out, man. I'd be terrified. And one, one time I actually walked up to a guy and I thought, let me let me try and share this with him. And I said, I, I said to him, I said, mate, do you um do you know who do you know about do you know do you believe in Jesus? And he and he went, No. And I went, Oh, oh, okay. And I, and I ended up like walking off and le- leaving it there. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't know what, what, mm-hmm. what I was expecting to get out of it. But um, yeah, so I really wanted to, 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 to grow in, in this. And I wanted to, I just, I felt like, yeah, I had to learn. And so he tells me about this and I don't know too much about it. Um, I don't know if he knew too much about it either because it was just a new thing that they were doing, sort of bringing in uh, rough, rough around the edges people like like, like me and you, bruv. Yeah, and, yourself, uh, brother. <laughs> and sorting us out. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so the, the course is like, I, I think... You know, I was just so so excited about this, and uh, it was brilliant because there'd be like lectures every week, uh, which was highly intimidating for me because I really didn't know the Bible at all, and there was quite a mixture of people. Like you, 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 you had someone in the class who'd been arrested in Egypt, mm. and then you had a uh, little old me who just been a Christian for for a what, of seven months. months. You said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you had people that were like taught to, like 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 almost like Bible scholars, and then like I'm just there, just like what on earth is going on here? So it was very intimidating for me, bruv. Like like I didn't know anything of the Bible, and I, and 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 I found myself just really struggling homework was difficult as well i remember the first time we got set homework i didn't do it i wasn't i'd never done homework in school so it was like being back at school again and at this point you know i just didn't realize like i didn't quite i wasn't so alert on or, or, or about i wasn't so aware of about how much I was aware how much these things were a struggle for me, but I didn't know why. I didn't know like coping mechanisms and stuff. And now I love lectures. I'll sit in them all. I'll sit in them all day, like voluntarily. Do you know what I mean? But um, like, the thing is, so it was very hard. And and I'm so grateful. And there were so many times where I had this voice in my head, "You don't belong here, mate. You might as well just leave and whatnot." Mm, I can relate, brother. Yeah, bro. And for people who were listening, when things are like like if if if, if you find that as a Christian. You know, you, you you feel uncomfortable at times. Well, then you know that there's going to be some some growing. Well, you're in the right place, aren't you? That's what I found. You know, I, I, you're right. I can relate to the the Bible knowledge and feeling intimidated and looking around the room. And at those times, our lecture classes were, I think, twenty at least twenty people, weren't they? Which to some yeah. might not sound like a lot, but there was yeah. a lot of people. There was a lot of opinions. There was a lot of experience. There was no experience. There were people like me that thought they had. Um, thought they knew the Bible and the gospel, but really had no idea um, and, and still had a lot of theology to work out. So, but I, f- I found that when, you're right, whenever you, I felt uncomfortable, even though I wanted to run a million miles, I knew that, that w- it's in those moments that God is up to something and he's going to use me, he's going to mold me. But being on that potter's wheel, it, it's shaky, it's, it's messy. <laughs> Hundred and, and, and even in that time, yeah, like what one thing I found so difficult is that the, the tables weren't facing the walk towards the front. Like the first, I think it was the first year or two of lectures where the tables would be like sort of in like some sort of rectangular, so everyone could it's see like everyone. An auditorium, wasn't it? Comfortable, like 
Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't fall asleep without anyone, you know, like without everyone <laughs> knowing I was asleep. So, but you know, the thing is, is that, and, and I found it hard, bruv, because I was very, um, very, very zealous on the field, mm. very zealous on the field. And I felt like the Ollie in class was not portraying, not displaying the Ollie that's outside. Um, and, 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 and vice and, versa. So the, 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 the Ollie that, yeah, is on the road is not being and and is zealot, the zealot on the road is not being displayed in class and the ollie in class is not being displayed on the road. So when did the two kind of when did the synergy happen instead of the tension? When did it go from like two magnets rubbing together to two two pieces of a jigsaw puzzle just perfectly? Boom. Do you know, I, do you know, brother, just do you know, I've never thought about that, right? But it just makes me think how much God's grace must be with me to actually help me mm. because I can't really pinpoint a, a, a time. Mm. Um, I do know that like becoming aware of ADHD has been revolutionary for me, and now I'll sit in lectures all day long. But, mm. but even before that, there did come a point. I think it was the first like three years was a real struggle for me. Adam, yeah, brother. me too, brother. Can't lie. Yeah, and I think it was when actually like after going through like the early stages and then becoming a missionary, like things started to fit in a bit more. Like I, I used to feel quite lonely to start off with as well, but because I just felt like I, I I didn't know who like I fitted in with at the time. Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm, um, mm. It was quite difficult. Like uh, I just felt very paranoid, bruv, in a setting. Like I didn't have to be in such settings like this, and like. Um, where, where I'm learning, and, and 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 but I'm learning in a place where everyone knows a lot about this subject already, and I knew nothing. And it was like I, 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 I didn't see it like that at the time. I just thought like I don't know, bruv. I just I just couldn't. The thing is, I couldn't take in information, bruv. Like there would be times like when the when 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 whoever was teaching a lesson, would be like Ollie, what do you think? I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to hate those like, moments. You might even remember them. Yeah, I, like, I, I, was, I, I was I was relieved when you was getting asked to not me. I'm not gonna lie, bruv. <laughs> Um, yeah, bro. oh mate, I was just like, but you, yeah, but you pulled it off well, though, bro. Like you, you like, I don't know, you, like you were quite, I don't know, people, I don't know, bro. Like you, you wouldn't have been able to tell that you were feeling uncomfortable. Me, I felt, I felt quite uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and, and I just felt, but like now, bro, I'm, I'm so thankful, bro. Like so, this is what I'm saying. That like how God will use things like that are uncomfortable for us because. I am so grateful for the things that I've learned, mm. and even in the times when you don't think you're learning, the the brain is such an is such oh, an it's amazing. A sp- it's a magic sponge, but I call it the magic oh. sponge. You'll you'll have learned some, and you won't know where you've learned it from, but you've learned it from somewhere where you didn't think you were taking it in. Mm. Uh, and, and 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 there's stuff. I'm just so so thankful, bro. And now, like I've become, you know, more awakened to to to, to certain things. Um, you know, still recognizing that I don't know much at all, mm. but. Um, now I've become more awakened. Like, like these things excite me and intrigue me and interest me, and I just want to know more. And I'm just hungry. I think it was more maybe down to an intimidation thing. Do you know the thing is? It's it's amazing, isn't it? When you don't believe in yourself or when you have fear, like it will stop you from getting the most out of something because it probably weren't even down to what I knew or whatnot. It was probably just down to fear, not feeling like like you're just feeling out of out of place or. I don't know. Mm. Like, I can't really, I can't really pinpoint it too much. I might be over exaggerating it. No, I don't think you, are, brother. I don't think you are over exaggerating. I think what, what what you're painting a picture of is a guy that was on a journey, is on a journey, and and he's just growing, and has just been willing to, willing for God to take them through a, a you know a painful transition that we're still going through. But it it just you just get used to the pain, I guess, of 
of that molding and that shaping and that cutting back yeah. and that throwing into the fire and refining all of that i think we just get not get used to the pain as we're complacent but we just get used to that okay god has got us and he's changing us and he's molding us he's refining us and everything that comes with that losing friends losing perspectives gaining new ones etc etc as we said you've gone from um, knocking doors for this sales company you're now knocking doors working three days a week um you've got a day a week doing lectures you've got a day a week if you was like me you was working shadowing a missionary across the city somewhere seeing yeah. what they do and how they do it and then you've got a day a week you're expected to pioneer some new ministry at your home church what was it like for you shadowing an experienced missionary somewhere in the city where was you who was you with and as a seven-month-old Christian, if that even if that makes sense, what was that like for you? Quite daunting, to be honest. I mean, like, just like, right, we're going to go out on the street and talk to people about Jesus. Uh, but actually, I just felt I somehow just started to just, you know, developing this more and more. Um, I thought on the first day of stepping out on, on, on the street that I'd just be glued to the missionary that I was with. But also, I remember, because I was placed in Hounslow, but I remember I'd sometimes come up to Tottenham to where you were. Do you remember? Right. At yeah. the beginning, they placed me with you guys working at the, the, the hut. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and we'd, we'd knock doors there, wouldn't we? So yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it was different. Like, I was getting different experience, different areas. I think for me, the main focus was the sort of book table street evangelism, talking in the street. I, I really took to that. And... Um, so is there stuff that you didn't take to or cause you just said you really took to the book table and by the sounds of it, sort of conversational um, yeah. street evangelism. Is there stuff that you haven't taken to that makes you feel uncomfortable, but you still do it or you shy away from it? Don't go Not near it. Not quite at that point. It was when things started to get more confusing in my complex brain as I grow in Christianity and started hearing all these isms that things started to get. But I think, do you know what I think, brother, as well? What, what, what helped me to really enjoy street evangelism? I had my friend Marshall with me at the time. Mm. Uh, and and it reminded me when Jesus sent people out in twos. And it was a, such a buzz, brother, to be together talking to people about Jesus on the street. And that really helped me. I feel like that was God's grace to have a friend uh, who was actually a, a personal friend of mine before LCM, mm. and just to be with someone who was so passionate about uh, the, the the mission work and evangelising, you know. So things that I didn't like, I think I think being trapped in meetings, I guess, more wanting to just get out there, and mm. and, and, and I couldn't understand. I just really don't understand because as a new Christian, and I, and I feel I had like the gift of 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 evangelism in me. I couldn't understand why I was so on fire to talk to people about Jesus. But then the church were just like, like it didn't seem that there was this focus on we need to get souls. Like, I, I, I couldn't understand it, bruv. And, mm. and that was sort of nigging me out a bit um, at times. Yeah. And so how, how did you work that out then? Where, where are you with that now? I think I understand it, actually, how we're all called to be witness. But not everyone is called to the office of evangelism. You know, mm, it's mm. some are teachers, some are, you know, preachers, prophets, yep, yep. apostles, evangelists, you know, whatever. But God works us all together as, as different cogs. And if everyone was just the same thing, it wouldn't work well. So I'd say with maturity, because when you are, when you're young and you're zealous and, 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 and it's like, it's like you're an idiotic teenager who thinks he knows it all, but you know nothing, mm, mm. like you know nothing. Like even now, I've growing into this a bit, I'm like, my days, I know nothing, but there's still that sense of me sometimes that can think I know it all. 
But actually, like Ollie, mate, you don't know. You don't, you don't mm. know. Like, mm. Were so, you there when God created the heavens and the earth? Like what you said to, to Job in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. you? You yeah. know. So where where are you? So not where are you now physically, but in terms of your ministry over the years, and 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 what your ministry's grown amazingly, and and I take a lot of inspiration from how you you just put yourself out there. You've got a real boldness about how you go about your evangelism and your ministry that I find inspiring, bro. I can't lie. Thank, oh, thank you, man. That's encouraging, bro. So some of some of the some of the one of the, the biggest highlights is the cafe that you. Um, did you took it on and kind of repolished the wheel, didn't you? Because it was something. Am I right in saying it was something that was already going on at your church? That's right. Yeah, it was on for like a couple of hours, but it was more like very much inward focused and 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 it's like a, a club more for the elderly. Mm. Yeah. So I, I I didn't even know about that ministry until like after two years of being at the church, and I remember walking in on Monday. I was like, "What's this?" And then someone told me. I was like, "What?" And and and, and I, at that point, I was like. And people outside don't know about this. <laughs> so I, like, I just started to just serve alongside, honouring what they did. Mm. And then actually, after a while, I, like, I just started to open it up for longer, bruv. And people started to just come along, and people have come to church through it, come on Alpha through it. Uh, yeah, there's been great friendships like um, through that ministry. And I've trained people to serve in that ministry and lead in that ministry. I think the hardest thing, though, has been like to replace myself. Like being young in, in Christ and still being a young Christian. Uh, I'm mm. only six years a Christian, bruv. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and I'm learning how to lead. Like, and I'm still one of the hardest things I think is to replace yourself. And that's so. I mean, like, that, yeah, that's like because I guess especially as as missionaries, right. we, we're here to equip, to serve and equip. Yeah. Um, and build up and then leave, bruv. I've always loved. Hudson Taylor's analogy, and 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 he compares a missionary to scaffolding that that goes up around a building, a church, and it supports the workers and the builders in their work. You know, sometimes they help with the building work, sometimes they help with the maintenance work, sometimes they help with the repairing, and it's an important structure around the building, but it's temporary. And you know we'll get to know the area. We'll we'll we'll, we'll raise up some leaders. We'll disciple some people. But if on our to do list we haven't got dismantled the scaffolding, not 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 physically dismantled us, but you know dismantled the scaffolding and put it up somewhere else, then we just become a permanent part of the structure. And and that's not the job of scaffolding. And in our co- in our context, that's not the job of, of missionaries. Yeah, and I've struggled with that. Like, and I'll tell you why, bruv. Because like, so I've come into this ministry. And I've had to get like someone to work in the kitchen washing up, someone to do serving, a couple of people on the counter, train up people to share the gospel. And that 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 team was like from nothing because the elderly lot would leave at twelve. Right. Mm. And and so, you know, I'm now managing this team and it's like how on earth I'm trying to train them, but like, I can't train them to do what I do because yet because I'm leading overseeing this. So how do I get someone to oversee it? So when you say, oh, it's been a great ministry, in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know how great it has been because I haven't been able to replace myself like that. Um, how, how do we measure success and how does God see yeah. success? People come to know the Lord. Mm. So, you know, I think that's a thing, though, Adam, because even like when you're saying, like, oh, like what I've done at the mission and stuff, bro, like I think for me, bro, it's just basic, but I don't... I, I'm not really, a, I'm not really a smart thinker when it, if, like, when it comes to 
thinking, oh, what can we do here? What initiative can we start? This and that. I just someone that steps into things, and I've happened to step into things that I've created, or, or God has rather purposed, and I've stepped into like, and that's been me my whole life. Just I've just been winging life. But like, I say in my terms, I've been winging it. But God has just been, you know, yeah, God doesn't it. wing it, no, bro. Yeah, exactly. And thank God for that. I mean, like one of the things that I have like, and it's been a challenge for me is I haven't really got like, or I haven't let me say I haven't really developed as of yet that visionary mindset. Be very daunting sometimes when people are asking you questions and this and that. Where's this going? What's this doing? They're like, yeah, I'm just doing, man. I'm just serving and training people to do the same. And like, you know, I've never really been one of these guys that's had five year goals and whatnot and this and that. And it can really make you feel like a failure at times because you, you, it, 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 it can be so hard to get that capacity. And it's just like, yeah, I'm just a spontaneous guy, man. I just walk around the streets and tell people about Jesus. You know, it can really feel quite tough at times and difficult because these things are so greatly valued and even celebrated as well. Mm. Um, and, and, and that can be very difficult, you know, especially cause I've never really had, I left school early. I've never had like, um, I've never really had proper jobs. I've been in and out of work. My longest jobs was knocking doors. Mm. So, and that was very free roaming. I never really had, I never had to answer emails. You know what I mean? Um, unless it was something that I had subscribed to, like I never had any work emails or anything like that coming through so so that, that, that i had to learn everything bruv like even like what it looks like to do like answer emails and stuff and and things so it's all very daunting and i'm still learning that now and i often feel really out of my depth bruv. but god sustain god sustains us and i think in the difficulties of learning things in lectures learning not just how, like about christianity but learning about work life that came at the same time as the christianity thing for me and they both were together as well because of the nature of ministry and you look at it, you just think that these are just things that are happening in, in 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 my life they're just things but when you look back you actually think god's doing so much and this is what it's all purposing mm -hmm. um, uh, towards and you know it's amazing isn't it because we can look at people think they're doing so great and 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 people can look at us and, and uh, i don't realize actually man yo listen i'm just like really like flapping my arms here to calling jesus while i'm into water like <laughs> help me you know what i mean mm -hmm. <laughs> so, i ain't got a clue so bruv how how does it feel then? You know, you see, you've got a lot of leadership responsibilities that you you not you didn't necessarily seek out. God's yeah. by the sounds of it, God has sought you out and and given them to you. So how does it feel? You know, being on this journey of this last few year, few years with these ministries running and these ministry responsibilities, and people looking up to you and looking to you for answers and prompts and and discipline and all the stuff, all the, the the aspects that come with leadership. Yeah. How do how do you how do you lead yourself in in your leadership, if that makes yeah. sense? What's leading you? I, 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 obviously, ultimately God, but yeah, yeah. Um, this is the thing, bro, because I could find that I do these things quite naturally, like leading people and whatnot, and do that thing, do those things quite well. But again, I don't think a great leader is someone that can just do those things. It's someone who can lead others to do that as well, mm. and so. For me, it's just been what, what's been leading me, bro. Is just, I guess, uh, just developing and learning as I go along. You know, mistakes really. I've been a great teacher, been a fantastic teacher. Um, but learning from others and like I, I, the thing is as well, I never viewed myself as a leader. I thought like I'm just a guy that's just happy to be there. I'm one of I somehow ended up in leadership positions, and it's mm. like on my days, like like it's like I'm going to not like the word. <laughs> 
because I don't know, just like everything that, like all of this stuff, like that, I don't know that you. But do you, do you, rec- do you very much do you recognise yourself as a leader now, bro? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but like, I, I, and I think that's made it easier. Like, I think, but what's difficult, bro, is that you know everyone has a model for something, and you've of got course. to do this this way, and you've got to do that that way, and that's what that, that's what I find hard because what people don't understand is they might be a leader giving me leadership things, but. I'm a leader who has a brain wiring that functions very different to the yeah. next. I've got ADHD, bro. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and and that really affects my my the way I do things in my day to day life, mm. you know, um, and the way that I'm wired. And it's not so simple to give me a, a format and how on how I'm going to do something. It, it just it, it's, it's that, I find that's very difficult. I think I don't know if it's a rebellion as well. Like I don't know. Maybe I need to just try harder. Like, uh, but I'd say, I'd say, yeah, so I don't know, bruv, because all of these things that I've led have been stuff that it's not really stuff that I've been told to, but it's been sort of like a sense that this is what God's wanted me to do. Anything that I've been told to lead, like in the past, hasn't really gone down too well, bruv. Mm. Like, mm. like it, it hasn't really, when I've been put into things and that, there's been a real wrestling with me. It's like, I hate this. And then there's been a battle in like, is this God's will for me? Or is this something that like, just a, a man's good idea? Or I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I've struggled, bruv. I've really, really like struggled. But then there's stuff that I'm able to step into quite naturally. Um, so again, I'm still learning, Adam. I really am. I'm still mm. learning. Mm. Like, you know, uh, I've got a lot to learn in leadership. I, I, I haven't even scraped the surface, bruv. I've just been just doing, I'd say. Amen. You know, I've just been doing, and then people have just been excited about what's happening or whatnot. You know what it is? I think you can just have zeal for something, and it can inspire others. And I just, I don't know. I think that might have been like what's happened. Mm. Like just, mm. like, I got, like, I just got an excitement for these things of of, of Jesus. Where, 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 where are you now in your in your ministry, bruv? What, what's, what's ministry looking for you? What has it been looking for you like for you recently, pre? Yeah lockdown and and COVID-19 crisis. What was ministry looking like for you then? And yeah, bro, so been doing the cafe, um, been running a men's fellowship, which has fed into the cafe and the cafe's fed into that. And, you know, just sort of like, there's been people who God has graced me with the opportunity to see fruit of that's come out of the ministry. And then I've been uh, running Bible studies with them over the past years and training up people to be able to teach and do the same things as to what I do so it's just sort of been yeah just been discipling discipling people really in different ways still doing the street evangelism and just trying to be available for people really when when, when I can um but yeah I'd say the cafe and the and the men's group have, have been like two big focuses mm-hmm. yeah and then obviously off of the, the, the cafe and the men's group is human interactions and conversations and relationships and phone calls and coffees and meals and stuff that. Oh, so I, that. I imagine you're not just doing this cafe and this men's yeah. group and then you're chilling for the rest of the week. I know nah. a lot goes into doing it, a lot goes into packing, yeah. packing it down, but then there's the pastoral stuff that comes yeah. off, off of that. That, that. And that's where really the real meat on the bone is, is, is in our relationships with people, I've found. What has... What um, What's it been like in this COVID nineteen world? It sounds like some sci fi movie that we're all part a part yeah. of. Brothers, it's 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 been it, there's always opportunity. Do you know, I've just had someone message me just now, above a, a, a friend who uh, I used to hang out with and smoke weed with back in the day, saying she wants to turn to God. 
Wow. I don't know what start for her. She said, she goes, she just, I haven't responded to her message. She goes, Ollie, do you go to a Catholic church? Um, okay, that's, goes, that's a strong no. <laughs> yeah, so I said, to her, so like, I haven't responded yet. I just want God to give me wisdom. Mm. Uh, and, and she said, I've, I've turned to God in these crucial times. So I'm just probably going to tell her to call me up because, you know, it's probably the best way. But, um, but I've found, you know, I've found, you know, that there's a lot of people. Obviously, we pray that it will come in their millions. It's not in the hundreds of thousands, whatever. But I'm finding a lot of people, even today on our team meeting, that we had, we had a Zoom team meeting in the team I'm in, and Wendy's wanting prayer for this this woman who she um, used to know, who's moved to Scotland, who's recently got in touch and is watching these online services with her. We've got Dan, right. who's got this guy that's come along to the food bank for, for a while, and now he's listening to sermons uh, on, on a podcast that Dan's introducing to, and he's, he's, he's got a hunger for... Like, I, I can feel... Everybody I speak to is letting me know about at least one person that yeah. is interested in, has been seeking the Lord, or has given their life to the Lord. Yeah. As Aslan's on the move, if you if you if you if you, yeah, if you, yeah, if you yeah. know Narnia, Aslan is. Yeah, it feels yeah, like as Aslan's definitely on the move, bruv. Do you know what, bruv? And 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 it's when it's just about your life being a witness, isn't it, bruv? Yeah. Going back to your question on like how, how ministry's been looking like, I mean, I've been holding uh, daily Bible studies mm. at six pm, and mm. it's just been a it's been a blessing, bruv. People mm. from different backgrounds, of uh, different beliefs, have been joining, and it's been it's been wonderful. A real community has been created, and it's interesting because it feels more community like with people like lesbian people from my church who I've never really built up like. Uh, relationships with properly mm. who I've now really got to know in this time and just it's just been great brother. like a real community being established but people have been coming to 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 know the Lord Jesus as well which is fantastic and it's like wow um and it's just been it's just very exciting it's just very exciting with what God with what God is doing. Bruv what what's some of the um bro, I just did the um there didn't I bruv what's some of the the fruits that is coming out of this Bible study that I've had the privilege to be a part of in my own in my own small way. So yeah, the guy there's a guy um, there's a guy who came into the Bible study, bruv. And where do you know him from, brother? I knew him just like just because we had a mutual friend back in the day. I hadn't seen him for about for about ten years, bruv. Right. And he reached out to me, heard my music, and and he. He basically, I started speaking to him, and he heard that he's seen that I'd put up this Bible study, right? And he wanted to be a part of it, so he joined, and and basically, after a while of being in the group, after two weeks and hearing the teaching and whatnot, mm -hmm. he started to ask me questions on the phone, ringing me up, asking about Jesus's deity and his humanity. Wow, it's going deep. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, so you don't just see Jesus as a human being, you see him as, as God in the flesh. I was like, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And so he he's uh, interested in that. And I gave him a few books, dropped him off some books, and he read them. And a couple of hours later, he messaged me saying, Ollie, I've, I've handed my will over to Jesus for the first time rather wow. than a God of understanding. Wow. Uh, there's a, like, we've had people, like there was... One girl, she tuned in, and um, she's a trainee doctor. She was playing the study in the in the hospital ward, and one of the other her colleagues, uh, like there was no, there was about five colleagues were listening in, and then one of her colleagues next day joined, who's also a doctor, 
and and he's been joining every, every week since wow. and um, is starting to learn about God. Wow. So, you know, some of the stuff that we're, we're, we're seeing really, bruv, and it's just a great platform. And, and I think that another fruit as well, if you like, is that there's a lot of people gathering together. Millennials are a very lonely generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I say that, like, with, with, with experiencing that myself. And and I think a great fruit, bruv, is that people are finding friendship and, and, and a great love, a great belonging. Mm. Um, and almost a commonality. Yeah. In, in yeah. a set of people that wouldn't commonly... Um, relate or get together or do life together the commonality is as you said loneliness whether that that is conscious or sometimes our loneliness can be almost subconscious where we're not even really aware that we're lonely but it's there Uh, or we're not aware that it's loneliness Um, yeah it seems like there's a commonality and a camaraderie between you guys that's just beautiful to see really that it's come out of this 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 mad crazy new world that we we're living in hopefully temporarily yeah, most uh, of us don't even know each other, innit? That's the thing, and that's what I know. Yeah, I didn't know cool. anybody in there but you. Apart, I think I, there was one person that I think that I knew that recognised. Bro, what does what does the what does the future look like for you? What's what's some of the highlights you got coming up this year? Obviously, COVID nineteen's rained on everybody's parade, but yeah, what's in the yeah, pipeline, bro? bro? So yeah, bro, uh, I'm gonna be getting married, mate. I'm not too sure when now. Um, yeah. When was you? When was your your plan to get your idea? Should I say September? Okay. September. Uh, and e- even though that could be possible, I don't know. Depending on COVID, it's just this time of, of planning and preparation mm-hmm. has made it quite difficult because uh, my wonderful fiance Sandra and I we haven't been able to like meet in person. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and we'll just put it on hold for now because there'll be many people coming from abroad. Of course. So are, are you two, so have you, obviously you two live apart, and, and so have you two, when did you last see each other then? Oh man, we haven't seen each other through, like I saw her briefly, uh, briefly about three weeks ago, just very, very short for. What's for, that been like, brother, not seeing her? Now. So but excluding that, haven't seen her for about... Nearly well over five weeks. Wow, what's that? What's that been like, bro? Well, we've been getting creative. Um, uh, we've been getting creative, bro, in sharing love with one another. So mm. we've been like, we 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 uh, we created this thing called lockdown love sessions, right? Wow. Okay, and, that's uh, that sounds like a, a um a, a slow jams album from the nineties. Please, please clean that up. Clear that up for me, bro. What is this? What are these lockdown love sessions? It's while we are in lockdown, yeah. <laughs> we are finding ways to, to show love to one another. Praise so the Lord. We, 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 we started off by drawing a picture uh, for one another, drawing a, a picture and stuff. And we, um, we have had a, a dinner where we were via, via FaceTime, where we, we both cooked and then FaceTime one another while we were having dinner. We've done a brainstorm on all the things that we love about one another We've Who, watched who, a... whose list was the longest or the, or the who won the, the brainstorm Do you know what it's very it's a that's a very good question you asked they were both <laughs> like, they were both very like exhaustive lists wow but um but it was interesting in the way that, that, that they were done so i done like more loads of like like singular words uh-huh. right 
And then, but hers was very long in the sense where she may not have put as much words as I did, but what she did is she chose key things and then wrote paragraphs on each of them. Right. so it was both nice. That was she felt that she felt, oh, you've done loads about me and I haven't done much about you. And I thought, and I, and I thought, actually, you've done loads about me and I haven't. Do you know what I mean? So it, in our own ways and in our different character types, like we expressed love like uh, through that in, in different ways. So uh, both lists were very exhausting. Um, but yeah, bruv. And uh, like we watched a movie share, sharing screen. And now our next one is we're going to be answering questions and see if you can get more right about the other person. So what's this new track about, bro? Uh, you, you, I, got, I got some some WhatsApp message and I think I got one on Insta. I saw a tweet. They're just, just Ollie's just all over the, the social hemisphere at the moment. Yeah. This new that, track out there. What's the, what's that's the, what, the hard part of it, man, promoting the music and that. Oh, my days. How, um, how do you find that, brother? Before we even get into the track. How do I find that? I don't like it, man. I don't, I don't like the promotion side because I'll tell you why. The, like my, my music is God-centered and, 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 and always will be the focus on, on, on him. Mm. But even though that's my heart, I'll tell you why I don't like the promotion side because it, it creates a battle for your flesh to, 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 to start to want to you know, check up on things like who's been watching this and that, do you know what I mean? And looking at this. Looking and, at stats and downloads. Saying, and like, Yeah, and I'm not really that sort of like look at me sort of guy mm. um i want to be but it is necessary for the you know, music and i've seen benefits of it which i can share with you actually in a bit i've seen like some some i've had some wonderful like people reaching out um through that but in regards to what is the track because you uh just asked yeah so what, what brought it about yeah, it's called When I Wake Up, bruv. Uh, it's not called When I Wake Up, bruv. It's called, it's called <laughs> When I Wake Up, bruv. So who, who's the brother you're talking about? <laughs> it's, called, it's called When I Wake Up. And um, the track is, it, it, though it's not like directly talking about any of the Psalms, it's mm. inspired by the Psalms. So I've, wrote, I've written a series of tracks recently. Uh, this is the first one to release from that sort of series of tracks. Um, which are just all inspired in the Psalms. And what it is, is it's talking on a topic which you don't hear so often in Christendom, not so publicly. And it's talking on the subject of depression, really, bruv, mm-hmm. um, and, and fighting uh, like these emotions. But... And it's so weird. About- Sorry, I'm going to just steal in there. It's funny you say we don't... It's, you're right, it's not, especially with men, it's mm. not widely spoken about. But yeah. it's all over the Bible. And this is what I'm about to say. This is what I'm about to say because the, the, the book of Psalms, there's 150 chapters in, mm. in the book of Psalms. And, and that split up is culminated into five books. The first three books of, of, of those Psalms, three quarters of them, is, is, is about um, depression. But what mm. I noticed in that is how like, David will, will glorify God still in that like like there might be such like there's like a in the sort of like poetic style of like the hebrew writing there's like this exaggerative sort of language where it's like you've abandoned me like like where are you do you not see me like like i'm i'm, I'm like for, like i've been here forever without you or so yeah i mean but even though the writer knows that that's not true but that's sort of like just to give you a real image of the emotion mm-hmm. and then at the end of the psalm you'll have but God, you're my salvation sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? And mm. like, 
have King David saying like, oh, my my soul is like down in the dirt. Like, revive me according to your word. And, you know, just stuff like this. So how it's not separate. It's not lots like this sort of like, oh, just depression. That's the focus. It's like, right, I'm feeling this, but God, you're the only one who can deliver me. So I thought, wow, that's a real interesting sort of theme to acknowledge that, but not just keep the focus on that because there's a danger where people just keep the focus on depression mm. or people just keep the focus on the high times you know, and, and it just seems that like, you know, that's just your faith. If you've got faith, then you're going to be all sweet. But actually, I've learned that my faith has grown a lot when I don't know what's happening and I'm really uncomfortable. It's like, Lord, I, I can't do anything but trust in you. And I remember there was a time when I was feeling really low, bruv, and I was actually in the gym with my mate. And, 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 and I just remember just out of nowhere, I said, bruv, sometimes faith is all we have mm. like because this is what was just on my mind for ages you know and so i was uh, going to ask you bro where 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 have you been coming from and where was you when god put this lyric on your heart and made you make right. this lyric into a song so last year bro last year i wrote five songs in one week well like the foundation to five songs at least that's in like one. a writing camp yeah bro and, and like, i've never even written five songs in a year mm. when i wake up was one of them um and I, I was in a place where I just didn't want to wake up in the morning, brother, and face the day. I'm gonna play some of the track. Cool. Um, in the morning, when I wake up, it's a war before even the day starts. I don't know how I'm gonna make it through today. Have these deep demons been laying around watching me sleeping? That's deep, deep lyrics, bro. But before we even get into the lyrics, even the style of 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 the song is it feels like it's it, it's a world away from your normal music, which is forgive me for saying it is is normally pretty dark and deep and but this seems like really upbeat and and hip and happy and that that must be just like the the, the lord's doing because so for me but i wrote that when i was feeling in a real dark place like i was feeling like i just didn't want to face the day but you know as you as you hear halfway through the hook it's like you remind me that you made us you came down mm. to the work to save us you know and i'm rejoicing in that but acknowledging it's like a a double-edged sword here going on. Mm, there's, there's, mm. there's a, there's a, um, there's a, a quote by by a man called J.C. Ryle. It's one of my favourite quotes, um, and it says, he says, um, a, a Christian isn't one who can just be found of peace within, but also war within, and and and, and that is existing in the song here. And it surprised me how people say, "Oh, this is such a happy song," but it's like, wow, like I never thought of it like that, never intended it to mm. be like that. And it's interesting how actually I can be going on such a deep topic. And even when I'm doing it, it's like, like I'm just like there, just like, ah. Like, I can <laughs> hear that. I, so I can hear that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny how you've got a beat, which can sound really happy and joyful and summer barbecue kind of jamming. But then mm. when you listen to the artist's voice, I can hear in your voice, there's, there's anger, there's sorrow, there's passion. And so that's all still coming through on the track. Even with joy as well, I think, yeah. even in the voice as yeah, well. Yeah, like and, but there is joy. yeah, you're right. That was the last word I probably would have thrown in there was joy. And that matches. Mm. The, and it's funny how you just got this recipe, this, this 
all these ingredients just just clashing together that make this beautiful track and as I said to you before brother I'm not really a rap person I appreciate it but I'm, I'm more of a R&B lovers rock kind of soaker kind of person mm. but I would, I would dabble with rap but this, this song is it's is, is a track brother and the beat is Bless sick you, the beat is sick brother that, that beat line when I was listening to it in my beats no yeah sick brother sick sick sick, sick. but you know what as well brother so like um because I, I, I remember you mentioned we, we had a chat before uh, doing the podcast and you said about how my music is sometimes sounds quite dark. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I was saying to someone the other day how God has seemed to like give gifted his like for those like who are in the music and even outside the music that like, we got a message on our hearts. And like, for instance, I know people that are really good storytellers of like stories in the Bible, really good. And I really see that as a gift from God when you mm-hmm. can rap like that. Mine has sometimes seems to like revert to warfare a lot. I don't know why, but it just seems to be the message that I've been given to to make music with. Um, do you think maybe, bruv, bruv, do you think maybe, this, and this is me kind of just analysing your words, I guess, as we're going along. Do you think by the sound of it, it, it could be that your, your internal battles are almost being played out on your music? Definitely. And I just, I, I just think as well, like, for me, this song happened very naturally. Like I, I haven't really been like a natural writer as as like as as others. Like like usually I just uh, I'll like I don't know. I'll have to when I feel something I'll write it. Or if I'm trying to write, it might take me quite a while to really write that song. But this song came to me so naturally, um, and it's interesting that I say that because as you can tell, it's a different sound to anything I've ever done. Mm. Um, and I, I, uh, a few people have picked up on it, which which I was really glad that they've picked up on it. Some people wouldn't be glad but i'm actually quite glad a lot of people said that oh this reminds me of like blink 182 yeah and that's exactly what i wanted like that i thought these are the music i used to listen to as a kid i want to put that on trap and um you do get this sort of like it's called trap rock emo rap it's Mm. sort of more in america but i haven't heard anyone in the gospel scene do this style yet is that you on the vocals yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all me. I didn't know you had them. I didn't know you had that in you. The vocals. That's... Oh, right. <laughs> Here's something that's gonna make you laugh. Last year, I, I said to my my fiance Sandra, so she's she's a, she's a worship singer, right. and I said to her, I said to her, babe, can you uh, can you like be praying for me that God will teach me how to sing? Like mm. I really want to sing. And she laughed at first. She's like, you being serious? I said, no, I'm actually really being serious here. I, I really want to be able to sing. <laughs> so I pray it often, bruv. Like, and I, <laughs> I'm like, you know, and I try to practice, you know, and, and sing songs to him. And I get melodies. I'm one of these guys. I don't know, man. Sometimes I can hit a right note and that. But, I, you know, it's something I'd love to. I believe, I'm believing in the Lord. I'm believing in the Lord to gift it to me <laughs> for his glory. So if there's mm. somebody out there listening to that track for the first time, mm. how are you hoping God is going to penetrate their heart with it? What 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 is what's the gospel message of that song for you? I've been so encouraged, Adam, with people like in France messaging me, people in Brazil, mm. like, and 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 one thing is, people have said this is so encouraging. Uh, ultimately, with all of my music, I just want to point to Jesus. So, what do I want mostly? People to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, who's died for our sins. Mm. You know, um, and. You know, uh, my, it's my hope that people that are going through that sort of thing there, 
um, like going through darkness can look to the Lord. And it's my hope as well that people that have like a warped idea and understanding of the things in the Bible uh, will come to see actually that you know this stuff is very real. Like it's mm. funny how there's a there's a there's a story in the Bible where Jesus uh, is on. It was called the Mount of Transfiguration story, and what it is is he's on a mountain and you have uh, two Old Testament prophets there. Who had, who, had, who had, you know, passed on to glory, meet with him. Those two prophets are Moses and Elijah. And if I'm correct in saying they are the two that actually both at some points in their lives prayed, God, kill me, mm. <laughs> you know, and uh, they are, uh, so, you know, some of the greatest prophets mentioned of the Old Testament by God's grace, you know, he's the one who used them. But both of them at different points said, Lord, take my life. If this is my portion, take my life. Uh, you know, I'm not saying this, I don't want people to be, you know, you know, sort of embracing that or, you know, feeling low. And I'm not saying that to bring a low mood, but I'm saying that it's not something that we should be ignoring. And I'm saying that if, if I can make music that can bring that in, but point to the grace of God and him being our stronghold, then I think that's a good balance to have. Mm. Amen, mm. brother. Amen. So plug the thing. Where where is it available? Where can they yep. find it? What's the app that they need to look for? They can find it on um, on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, like the, the music stores. Cool. Cross platforms. Uh, and what what are they looking for, bruv? Yeah, when I wake up, it's called so King James for uh, basically uh, King. J-I-M-S, King Jesus is my saviour. Come on. Um, when I wake up. If you just type in King James, comes up with my music and you'll, you'll see it there anyways. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And and um, last but not least, how can people be praying for you, brother? Yeah. Oh, man. To, oh, yeah. Thanks, man. To be faithful to the Lord, really. To be faithful, to not be distracted. We're living in a very distracting generation, man. Phones uh, can hmm. be very yeah. distracting. Things can be very distracting um you know um and yeah just for um you know sandra and myself really as we you know look towards um you know getting our wedding sorted which has been somewhat disrupted with covid but god is in control you know mm, so um yeah really faithfulness that people throughout that fruit for the rest of the days of my life that i would enjoy moments of seeing fruitfulness of people coming to know jesus because you know, as we say at London City Mission, let our chief end be the glory of God and salvation of souls. And Amen, if brother. That stops. Well, then you know, kill me. What, what <laughs> a positive. Other than that very last comment about killing you, um, what positive, <laughs> what what brilliant note to end on, brother. It's been a been a privilege and a, and a joy, as and a laugh as always chatting to you. I've been encouraged. I'm sure others will be encouraged. God bless you, mm. and may he keep you. Good good chatting to you, um, Ollie King, Jim's Sherwood. Yeah. And you, my brother. Love. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boise Talks podcast. You can find more episodes, how to subscribe to our podcast and mailing list, and other info at our website, boisetalks.com.